Stay tuned now for Pomo Perspective with Chairman Michael Hunter. Does and then give them an update on our movement, our Pomo Land back All movement right, you for are the Jackson live. Demonstration State Force. Hello, good morning, <laughs> Michael. Good morning, good morning, everybody. I was just given the best speech of my life, and now I realize I'm on. Good morning, brothers and sisters. I have we have Matt from Epic with us, and I wanted Matt to give us a little brief update on the Jackson Demonstration State Forest, but also maybe give some some uh, some. Tell a little bit about Epic and the work you kind of you guys do, Matt, if you would. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me, Michael. Uh, so yeah, my name is Matt Simmons. I'm an attorney at the Environmental Protection Information Center, or Epic. Uh, Epic's been fighting to defend uh, the North Coast since 1977 when we were founded. Um, you know, we've been working. You know, we've been working in these communities for a long time, trying to make sure that you know private landowners and Federal and state landowners are protecting, uh, you know, these incredible forests that we have. And, you know, recently we've expanded beyond just defending forests. Um, and so, of course, with the, all the work going on in Jackson Demonstration State Forest, we've been really active in, in trying to make sure that that forest is, you know, the outcome is good and that, you know, the management changes for the better and I, I think I'm particularly proud of the fact that we've been working closely with you, Michael, and with the Coyote Valley Band of Pomo Indians uh, to make sure that this fight is, you know, indigenous-led and centered on indigenous issues. Right on. Yeah, Matt and I got together about a year and a half ago. When did we start? When did you and I actually start connecting together? you recall? I think that's right. I think it was about a year and a half ago. Um, about a year and a half ago. Wow. Since then, they really haven't started any new logging other than maybe you could give an update on the logging that Cal Fire started in, in Redtail. Yeah, so the problem with Jackson has been that there were all these plans that were approved before, you know, Epic got involved, before the community got involved. They were all approved sort of in the dark of night without anyone watching. There was no public comment on these plans. No one came to the meeting to hear about them. And those sort of zombie plans have been sort of just going on in the background. They were paused for a while uh, by CAL FIRE, but now they've been unpaused. And so these are the plans, you know, everyone's heard of. Uh, Red Tail, Soda Gulch, Casper 500. Logging has, has resumed in uh, Red Tail and the Chamberlain Confluence THP. Um, and if you go on savejackson.org, some of our forest defenders have been in there documenting that logging and, and showing the the damage that it's doing. Just these these massive trees that Cal Fire claims were actually logged last year uh, before the pause, and now they're just finally getting around to to pulling them out. Um, but not just not just the trees falling down, but also the impacts that it's going to have on water quality. You know, they're they're operating heavy equipment on these muddy dirt roads. Uh, which can cause all the soil to get loose and flow downhill into the creeks that have, you know, coho salmon and other, uh, you know, threatened fish. And so I think that these photos that the forest defenders are sort of bravely going in and getting are a really good reminder of, of the cost of this logging to our environment. You know, it's, it's easy to talk about it in an abstract way, but when you, when you look at a photo, 
you can see that it's it's going to leave lasting damage and take a really long time to heal. Um, and so I'm I'm looking really closely at at those photos and at that logging and making sure uh, that we catch them whenever they're violating their own rules and also just educating the public about the impacts even when they do follow all the rules, right? Because you know, despite the fact that we have these forest practice rules, that doesn't mean that logging doesn't have any negative impact, right? I think Cal Fire likes to conflate those two things. They'll say, oh, there's no impacts. We followed all the rules. But that's not, you know, even if you follow all the rules, there's still a lot of impacts. And we've been making the argument that, you know, these are public lands that should be held to a higher standard uh, than like a private forest is. Right. Maybe you could, you know, some of the i seen chad's email he did a great email that showed how this is supposed to be a, uh, an old forest and how there's really nothing left there for pets to even cut anymore yeah so on on jackson's uh if you look at a map of jackson they've got the forest uh split into different sections right with different purposes right there's an area that's, you know, that's old growth, totally leave that alone. There's an area that's pygmy forest, leave that alone. And then there's this long sort of snaky stretch that goes up the middle, kind of through Casper 500 and Redtail, and then up across the top of the forest. Uh, and that area is called the Older Forest Development Area, or OFDA. And uh, CAL FIRE claims that all of the, you know, work that they do in that area is meant to, you know, produce a old growth forest eventually, right? That like, yeah, they log it there, but they're they're working hard to make sure that that area will eventually become an old growth forest again, unlike the rest of the forest, right? Which is saying something already. But even when you go and look at this, that area, that's where Redtail is. That's where they're cutting these like 60 inch, 60, uh, you know, 70 inch trees that we saw. And it's hard to imagine that there's any version of a plan to create an old growth forest where you're logging the biggest trees in the forest right like you don't have to be a forester to get this that if you log out all the biggest trees you're not creating an old growth forest you're just you're keeping the cycle going right and gonna have to regrow all, all that work um right they're at the we're creating a new we're, we're doing this but it's going to be in 200 years it's kind of wild because you have these big old growths there that are already, or second sugar, they're already there. It's like, why cut them? They're already there. They exist. You don't have to create one. You're, you're actually cutting these down and it's making it worse. So why would you even do it at all? So for me, when I started, started getting involved, I realized that I, I grew up in this town in Ukiah. And then in Ukiah, I remember in 1992, I graduated Ukiah High. This debate was happening then. <clears throat> in 1995, I was at Mendocino College, and so many people went out of business. So many people were laid off. So many, it, was, it was so much in Mendocino County because all the mills closed down and left. Masonite, Louisiana Pacific. If you, if you could remember any two, Alicia, let me know. All these big mills that came in and extracted all of our resources from Mendocino County. And not only that, they came in and hired everybody to do it for them. So that was the payoff. They're going to come in, extract all your resources, but we're going to pay you to do it. So you're going to be happy about it. 
Well, now we have two very small mills. Now we have very, very few big trees out there left. And they're out there logging them. It makes zero sense. And so when I started to go out there, I needed to look at areas that nobody could argue it with me. Because these guys like to hide behind the words on documents. Our politicians, Crowfoot, McGuire, Wood. All you have to do is go out there and look with your own eyes. And you can see for yourself that this is not creating a better forest. As a matter of fact, it's putting us in fire, in a fire hazard. Because once they take these big trees out, all the limbs stay. All those little trees that knock down to take that big tree out stays. And that becomes kindling. And, you know, so that's where I'm at on this. I'm like, you have an area that's supposed to be for, for the future of our children, our grandchildren, my grandchildren. And yet you're making a start over with 40-year-old trees because you're cutting the 200-year-old trees. But we can't get our community to do anything. We can't get them, we can't even get the Board of Supervisors to come out there so we could show them the evidence. They won't even come out there so we could show them the evidence. It's not like we're out there protesting in front of a store. We're where the clear cuts are. We're where the damage is happening. How are our local leaders not out there standing with this community? It just blows my mind. It blows my mind. Well, let's circle back around, Matt, before I get too pissed off. <clears throat> so, they, we haven't had them truly, really starting logging on these other THPs. And that's Soda Gulch, and that's also Casper. But they're moving on Redtail, which Matt's telling you, that's supposed to be the area for the future for us. And it looks very, very bad. People, get out there. Do your homework. Knock it off. You guys could quit being lazy. I'm tired of this telling me you're lazy. We got to get out there and stand up. We can't have California, the state, this government, it doesn't matter whether you're Democrat or Republican. We have the state of California, your government, extracting your resources from Mendocino County. These do not come back. This is it. This is our last run. So, anyways, we have that. And that's where we're at. We're, we're at the point where. They're saying they're, the future of this forest is this. And we're saying, everybody get out here and look at it. Obviously, it's not. It's just stupid. Then we have our politicians writing words saying we're going to protect trees that are 48 inches or higher. 48 inches? Where'd you get that? That's just, that's just dumb. And then I find out later on, it was already in the forest management plan. It's just, it's just whack. I'm starting to get mad again. But Matt, circle around for me to let them know where we're kind of tying up and saying... You're doing this wrong. We know these THPs. You shouldn't be cutting. We're waiting for you. But what happens in the future? I get yeah. to come up with a new THP. Where does that put us? And then, then that kind of tells tell them about that's where we think we have strength. And yeah. maybe a future legislation. Yeah. So there were three THPs that they had out for comment uh, when, when this whole campaign started. They were Mitchell Creek, uh, Boundary Creek, and Little North Fork Big River. And those THPs got so many public comments written by me, but then also just, you know, everyday folk who, like, wanted to get involved and, and read through the THP, or they knew that area and they wanted to talk about why it was important to them. And Cal Fire was sort of inundated with these comments, and they knew, because the way it works is if you if you get a comment, you got to respond to it and explain 
why you're going to either listen to the comment or not listen to the comment as an agency. That's how that's how California environmental law works. And they knew that they couldn't explain the stuff in those THPs, right? They knew that they would be challenged on them in court if they approved them. And so they withdrew those THPs, right? And so that dynamic has not changed, right? I think if Cal Fire tries to, uh, you know, submit any new THPs, people are still riled up. I'm still watching this very closely. You know, we, we've raised a lot of money, Michael. Uh, yeah, we're prepared. Yeah. We're prepared. That's what, the, that's, what, let, that's what I want the community to understand. We're not just these people out there yelling. No, we're, we're those people too. But we're out there also doing the work, putting the pen to the paper. So, yeah, get, let them know what we're doing. You could go to pomolandback.com. We'll raise money there. You could go to Save Jackson. Is it .org? Yeah. Yeah, raise some money there. We need you guys' help, but we need your participation. All right, keep going, Matt. You're making me excited because what people need to understand is we're not losing. We're winning. And I want the story to be told as we're winning because I want more people and more people on because it does talk about how we even have a legislative plan to move forward too. But keep going. I'm excited. Yeah, so that's that's one thing. Another thing is Cal Fire has announced that they're going to rewrite the management plan. Right, and they keep sort of saying like, "Oh, oh, don't worry, we're we're getting we're getting to work on that. We'll we'll have a bunch of community meetings, and we'll get your input." And so I think that's another point of you know point where we got to be ready, right? We've got to be ready as a community to really you know tell them what we want uh, when they when they come and ask us, right? That's also another opportunity for you know depending on how they do it, right? That's another. Uh, opportunity for litigation right because if they try to try to do a new management plan without doing proper environmental review that would also uh be a trigger for litigation uh so i think that'll be a really important process for the entire community right to come out and tell them like what do what do you want to see here what do you what do you want the future of the state forest to be um you know they'll be have they'll have to talk to you michael right as a as a tribe as a well group. they say yeah, say they don't want to talk to me, man. Yeah, you know? they better talk to you, Michael. Is what I'm saying, right? We'll, like, the, we'll hold them accountable if they don't. Um, well, we'll try. <laughs> you know, the state really doesn't have to talk to me. They've they've proven it. We're in these co-management agreement negotiations, and the only thing they talked about was how to move forward logging. How can we continue to log and move forward with Coyote Valley? Do. We submitted them our vision statement. Matt, you helped me work on that. There was a lot of us that worked on that. We, we, we gave them our vision statement. Not one meeting did we get to discuss, to get to review that vision statement. And we asked at every single meeting, Geneva Thompson, oh my God, the tribal liaison, she's, she's supposed to be Native American, but that woman wrote a the weakest co-management agreement I've ever seen. It did not have one decision-making authority for Coyote Valley. Not one. All it said is all we can do is submit our comments. They could take them or leave them. How is that co-management? You hear Crowfoot talk about things like, we have to make sure that tribal consultation is not just words. It has to have teeth. But the document they wrote, and I have proof because it's emailed to me, has zero decision-making authorities. So what is it? Like, you know, you can't get up here and talk as if you're doing all these great things for the tribes until, 
a tribe says, no, that's not enough, man. You got to stop logging our redwoods, our forests. And now all of a sudden the rules change. Now all of a sudden Coyote Valley doesn't get one. They don't even get one decision-making authority. Why? Because we're cow fire. You know, we're tough. We're bad. You know, that's, that is the mentality that these people have. I run businesses. You're, you're only as good as your practitioners. And that's the truth. Like I go down, I love going to work for our bondas on Fridays. And I just pick up garbage and help break down boxes because I love it. I love being out there. It's hospitality. That's what I do. But I also know I'm only as good as the people there. So I want to see how well they're doing. I want to help them. There's such a disconnect between Geneva Thompson and Crowfoot. And then you have McGuire and Wood, like the government. They, they, they think they're writing these good things in this paper. But you have people like Conway, the guy that manages the forest. Conway, remember this name. I'm going to bring his name up every time we talk from here on out. Conway. This dude was looking at a clear cut with me. And we were talking about how we can't do this anymore. And he says, I think this looks good. I just don't think you see the vision. And I said, well, there you go. How can I sign a co-management agreement that only gives me an opportunity to share my opinion when you think this is good for our community? Okay. I went off on a rift again. Go ahead, Matt. You're on again, buddy. Yeah. Um, these are meetings I have behind the scenes, Matt. So every time I'm going to, I'm going to start sharing what's happening in these meetings and you trigger them. So I'll keep going. My butt, butt in again, but this is good. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to butt in just for a moment. This is Pomo perspective here on KZYX and Z. You're listening to host tribal chairman, Michael Hunter and guest Matt Simmons of Epic, the environmental protection information center. And Michael, you were talking about your vision statement and, and the both of you worked on that. I wonder if you can talk a, a little bit more about what was in that vision statement. Yeah, it's, here's what I try to, I try to say it in, in, uh, in terms of not reading it because people don't want to read, you know? So I got to tell them what's in there. Let's just, instead of demonstrating that logging is a solution to restoring the forest, let's just put all our money towards restoring the forest. No more logging. Zero logging makes zero sense. And if there is a tree, a big old tree that should be cut down, it just should be cut down because it's just not winning anymore. Let's walk out there, point at it, look at it. Yeah, fair enough. Let's both put some paint on it and cut it. But that doesn't exist. So my mind is what we're saying is we have to demonstrate how do we, how do we restore that land and that restoring that land means like you know there's a reason i'm becoming best friends with yurok tribe they're doing exactly what we're trying to do you know so they're becoming my best friends and they know they have an interest in this forest because they want to make sure if they could prove it there that they could prove it in their state parks all the tribes want to do this right it's just our state park has to be managed by cal fire and they're so military those guys don't want to budge for dang nothing. You don't get to tell us what to do. <laughs> you know, those guys. Oh, my God. Sorry, but that's what our vision statement would do. Doesn't that make this regular sense? Yeah. 
Um, I while you were talking, I was I was pulling it up so I could. I'm not going to just read off it, but it had a couple of sections. You know, it it talked about culturally appropriate management, right? So so centering traditional indigenous knowledge, making sure we brought fire back to the forest in an appropriate way. You know, making sure sacred sites are protected. That was a big pillar of it. Another big pillar was recreation, right? And like really investing in the forest as a as a place for recreation because right now it creates more jobs. Yeah, I mean, right? if you go if you go to these websites we tell you about, it actually creates more jobs. There's studies done for this. Yeah, I, so right now a lot of the trails in Jackson were just built by volunteers, right? Like Cal Fire didn't pay for that. The right. That. What if the state, instead of investing in these logging plans, invested in like creating like world class trails and you know camping facilities and all that sort of stuff, and made Jackson like a destination? Like it, it already is a destination, but it could be so much more of one that would bring in you know visitors and and their money uh, into the community. Um, you know, I dude, we have the best trails. I always say these are the best unknown trails. Because they, dude, nobody knows about these. I go out there, and there's not many people out there with me. You know, the locals know it, but they don't want anybody to go out there. Because if you go out there and you start seeing big trees that were there, and you enjoyed them, you have to, oh, what a beautiful day. And then all of a sudden you're walking by, hey, why is my beautiful tree cut? What the hell? Because that's what happened, right? They don't want any of us out there, but that's what we would like to do. But, and it's all, it's all studied as if we can't do it and move forward with it. Hey, just get going to the legislation, though, Matt. What a roll. This is fun. Yeah. I want you to, because it helps. I want to be able to explain what's happening in my meetings, but it's hard to explain it, you know? It's really hard. So when you hit on certain moments, I could go back into those meetings in my mind and go, oh, this is what happened there. This is how they really view things, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the the current legislation that that governs GDSF, right? Like the the thing they go and look at and say, okay, this is what we're supposed to do, was written in 1947, uh, and it uses it thinks about forests the way you know the state of California did in 1947, right? There there are future homes to be built, there there are things to be cut down and used, right? And there's some language in there about sustainability, but what they mean is sustained timber production as in always producing more timber right they don't mean sustainability the way it gets used in 2022 right about like keeping the earth healthy they mean it in a profit sense um so there's this old legislation it requires logging it requires production of timber products it you know it says oh you can have a little recreation as a side thing but it's not the priority the priority is the timber production and it it's purpose is to demonstrate that's why you get the name right demonstrate logging for private forest companies right explain show them how it's done you know and it's 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 such an old-fashioned uh sort of out of date purpose for a forest right like we're not we're not learning anything new there anymore and if we are it's stuff wait matt hey matt remember what was that last study you created a slide for me remember it's the area where i go to where it's all clear cut I yeah. think was that was that a 2017? Was that their last study? Um, so there's so there's a long running study called the Casper Watershed Study. Okay, they've, yes. been, they've been doing those clear cuts, those big openings uh, in the Casper Watershed 
and then just sort of measuring how much sediment flows down the hill into the creek. And, you know, I, I think it's valuable to know that logging is bad for creeks, but I think we knew that 20 years ago, right? Like, dude, how come on? Like, I did not watch in the same videos and documentaries. Like, I'm like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and, like, and, they and know say, for a fact. Yeah. I'll say the other Wait, Matt, what year was that, though? Uh, that cut was in 2017. I think you're right. Okay. Was that the last one? Uh, no, because they don't always do a big clear cut like that. They do like. Right. But was that the last big was that the last big study? Uh, yeah. I need to know because I'm saying this kind of stuff. Man. I mean, I need to be accurate. Okay. Was yeah, that the last? I, I can get that info for you, Michael, because I looked at oh, this. Oh, man. Okay. Because I've been saying that. So I've been telling everyone, because this is what happened in the meeting with Crowfoot again. This dude, I said, hey, and this goes to legislation again. I said, hey, I said, Mr. Crowfoot, can you explain to me why? the jackson demonstration state forest the largest state forest in california fifty thousand acres is not being considered for the 30 by 30. and you could you could elaborate on the 30 by 30 is but let me finish the story and he says because we are doing so much great testing out there chairman hunter we are testing this and that and that and i was like what what the hell is this guy testing and so that's when i started this conversation with mass look give me one of these tests you guys guys are talking about and it was having to be that clear cut. And I was like, oh, my God. We haven't got to meet with them since because they don't want to meet with us. But I was like, oh, my God, bro. You're telling me the test that 2017, the picture I gave you, that, you, that that's the great testing you're doing out there? And I was like, oh, my God, Crowfoot, Geneva, you got uh, this Jessica. I told all of them, you just stopped reading. You just stopped reading. And none of you went out there to verify if any of this was real. You guys had no clue. And that's why when I walk around with you guys, you stumble around out there. You guys had no clue. Oh, my God. But they're not reading the work either. So, okay. So, go for 30 by 30. Sorry, Matt. This, that's insight behind the scenes. We'll yeah. call these people out. I want to call these people out. I don't care anymore. Before I talk about 30 by 30, one other thing on the research is that okay. – a, a lot of the research that they claim to be doing in there is either repetitive or it doesn't actually require them to do logging, right? It's like like they do a bunch of logging. They'll have like a 400-acre timber harvest plan. 380 acres of that is logging. 20 acres of that is like, oh, we did a little study, right? Like, oh, we, we, we looked at this area of like scotch broom and we took it out and we studied how that went. And it's like, we have no problem with your like restoration study that you did as like the little side project on the timber harvest plan. The problem we have is with the other 380 acres, right. all you know, just normal logging that no one can tell me is like innovative or demonstrating anything particularly special. Special, right? And right. I think sometimes Cal Fire tries to claim that what you and I are asking for is for us to stop doing that sort of like restoration work or like that beneficial work and it's like no not at all yeah we're just saying put a hundred percent of it there now yeah exactly. <laughs> we're saying you know what zero budget for logging hundred percent of the same money you're spending no more staff in the in the offices in sacramento we don't need your offices in sacramento the money that this is what i'm saying is Mendocino county is getting ripped off Mendocino county board of supervisors or i don't know what the hell they can't figure it out I've been like, trying to explain it to them City council don't even think of it. 
I mean, if you really think about it, if you want to get more jobs in Mendocino County, have your, let's go, let's think about this, legislators, local leaders. Why not make sure a hundred percent of the money goes into the workers actually restoring your forest here? There's so many of those people out there that want to work with small saws and actually get out there and do the work and clean that forest out. I mean, there's more money in that, except 95% of their budget goes to login. Come on, people, wake up, wake up. Hello, you're being hustled. Yeah. Right? We're being hustled. I mean, even yeah. if it's business, even if you don't even care about the tree, let's say you don't care about the tree. Hell, log it all. What do they say? Log it, graze it. I don't know. These, some of these people, man. What, what's their slogan they say, Alicia? Some dude yelled this at me. Log, log it, it, graze it, it or burn it down. Watch or it burn. Yeah. Wild. Wild. But let's just say you're one of those dudes. Hey, if they're going to take your big tree, why not hire some more friends to take it down? Why not hire friends? Hey, hello? No, it's all going to office jobs in Sacramento. Very fun office jobs. You only see three or four trucks driving around out there. You think that million dollars going to those four people? No. It's going to office staff in Sacramento. And I know this because I'm at their tables. And I know this because when I brought them to the outdoors, it was their first time seeing it. How in the heck can it be your first time seeing it when you're the one regulating it? Yeah. All right, go ahead, Matt. Hit him with the Matt. Matt will be the person for the facts, and I just bring the emotion. I think <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna build on this radio station, Alicia. This has to be a key. So me and Matt, we'll start advertising on our Facebook. And then we got to go Facebook Live. We got to do something. And we're going to use it off this radio station. So we got to get people listening. You know, let's see how many people we could see how many politicians I could piss off. Okay. okay go ahead, Matt. Um, yeah. So we were talking about uh, 30 by 30. Uh, yeah. So 30 by 30 comes out of it actually started with a bunch of scientists, like global scientists. To look at the biodiversity crisis, the global loss of you know wildlife, and said, "Look, if we just keep expanding into you know areas that haven't been developed globally, and we keep developing them or tearing them down or harvesting resources out of them, eventually there's just going to be a total collapse of like the worldwide uh, you know supply of." you know, nature and, and, and animals and, and plants. We're already sort of seeing that collapse. Um, I, there's a book called the sixth, sixth extinction that like will absolutely terrify you, but it, everyone should read it because it's about the like just staggering loss of life that we've seen in the last couple hundred years. Um, so anyway, 30 by 30 is let's conserve 30% of the earth's land and water by 2030, right? We say these 30% of these places are off limits. You can't go in there and do timber harvest. You can't turn it into a suburb, right? Like, you know, human beings need these places to continue to exist in order to continue to exist ourselves, right? We're dependent on them. Here in the US, uh, both President Biden and Governor Newsom have pledged to do that 30 by 30, which is, which is great, right? Like, I'm, I'm glad Trump wasn't going to do that. I'm glad, I'm glad we have Democrats who at least say they want to do the right thing. That's the first step. Um, but whack, whack. whack. That's whack, Matt. I'm, I'm getting, these guys are just follow up. My follow up is that in terms of, in terms of actually implementing it, they're doing a terrible job. 
right? Like, yeah, Biden yeah. Won basically nothing. Uh, and Newsom, you know, there's like wheels turning over at the California Natural Resources Agency. They came out with this document that says, like, this is our pathway to 30 by 30. This is how we're going to make it happen. But in terms of like actual progress, right? Like, here's the money to buy that land and conserve it. We're, we're not seeing a ton of progress so far. Zero, you guys. They wanted us, remember, they wanted the community to stand down, to be able to continue logging and negotiate at the same time. That's how far back they are. You know? Hey, hey, come on, man. Just quit ruffling everybody's feathers, gentlemen. Quit ruffling everybody's feathers. Why are you doing this? Hey, let's just get through these THPs and we'll figure the rest out. And I said, bro, I ain't signing anything. I'm not signing anything unless it tells me that I could tell you which trees to cut and which one's not. It's plain and simple. And then they, that's why they don't want to meet with us anymore. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm pissed at all these guys. They're whack. They're all whack. They're lazy. You know, you can't get anything done in those offices. They think they're making big decisions while they're staring at walls and a ceiling. You know, the real work, the life, it's out there. They don't want to get out there. Crowfoot won't go out there once with me. He denied us. We re- asked him over and over. I met with him eight times in Sacramento. And he said, I promise you I'll get out there and meet with you. And I said, Crowfoot, all I want to do is show you what we're saying. We could show it to you. They don't want it. They don't want that in the 30 by 30 because it's jobs for Sacramento's offices. Okay, go ahead, Matt. Sorry, buddy. No worries. Uh, yeah, so we've been pointing out to them, to Crowfoot, to Newsom, since they started talking about 30 by 30, like, hey, guess what? There's this land in Mendocino that would be perfect for 30 by 30. It's already owned by the state. It's already a popular place for people to go pick mushrooms and mountain bike. It's got important animals like coho salmon and northern spotted owl. It's got a tribe there that wants to co-manage it, wants to be deeply involved in stewarding this land. It hits, they have this list of of categories of things that they're looking for in terms of prioritizing land. That's all of them right there. Oh, the one I didn't mention, carbon sequestration. Guess what stores and sequesters more carbon than any other kind of forest on earth? It's these big coast redwoods that we grow in Jackson Demonstration Day Forest. Dude, right? they're acting like they just now discovered that. When I'm in those meetings, they say things like that. So we would like to acknowledge that we agree that these red. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, just from a purely like political, like self-interested standpoint, like I can't think of something more popular for Newsom to announce. Right. Than like, I worked with this Native American tribe. We're going to conserve these redwoods and and help fight climate change. And oh, by the way, it's an amazing mountain bike place that. Hey, you know what, dude? I I came up to two conclusions. I hope they're not conclusions, but I said one is they either do not know what to do, like they just don't know what to do. Which is, which is highly likely because they're not reading. Like we provide them all the information that we're talking to the community about on the radio right now. We provide it. It's just factual. <clears throat> or there's some old rusty dude 
that's just calling all the shots. You know what I'm saying? And he's just like, hell no. Nah. I'm not giving that force up. No, I can give that one up to the people. I'm not giving that to those Indians. Nope, we're keeping that one. And they just go to bat for this. So, number one, it's either they don't know what to do. They just don't know what to do, which we will help them. Put it at 30 by 30 if you, need, if you don't know what to do, right? If you don't want, to, if you don't want it, the Indians to co-manage with you, then put it in the 30 by 30. Okay, go ahead, Matt. I love these little tangents I get to say because I'll go crazy if I don't get to say them. So go ahead, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 both frustrating that they aren't understanding, but it also just gives me hope because I can just quote their own language back to them and say, "Look, this is what you said you wanted to do. These are the places you said you wanted to conserve. Explain to me why Jackson is in that place." And Michael, you've been in those meetings. They don't have a good answer. They get they get you know they start tripping over their words and they start talking oh there's re research right like they, they well this is what they did remember the vision statement alicia you asked about they came up with their own but you know it wasn't that bad you know what i mean so it's it's almost like you know that person those kids that uh i was trying to figure this out because they they can't look as if they're taking advice so it reminds me how, maybe you know that uncle where you know, it's better just let him think it's their idea like that. It's their idea. Just so everybody's let it go. Who cares? You know, I mean, they do things like that. And so they kind of wrote another vision statement that took a little bit of our information and also our, our climate scientist, John's. So, to, you know, we're getting there on documents a little bit, too. Go ahead, everybody. Yeah. So so there's this larger coalition. It's called the Power and Nature Coalition. And that's, it's a bunch of environmental orgs from all over the state that are all sort of working together and talking to each other about 30 by 30, right? Like, what places do we as, like, the state's environmental orgs want to prioritize? And I've been talking to them, you know, for a year now, and they're all excited about Jackson, right? They're all like, oh, my God, like, why is the state not doing this, right? And so we had, um, in Sacramento, when we had that protest during their 30 by 30 event, they had a table inside the event, and they had our flyer at the table. They were telling people, like, oh, you're wondering what those people outside are protesting about? Like, this is their flyer. This is what they're doing. Like, we support them. And the state got good. Hey, that was a gangster move we did. <laughs> hey, we need to talk about that gangster move. So these guys, because we're on the end, we're paying attention. We're working hard for our community. Just let you people know. And it's all volunteer for me. <sighs> I was going to let everybody know. I always tell the state that. Just so you guys know, I'm the only one not getting paid from the logging. They just hate that, too. But they got to know it because that's the only way you can really be, you know, honest about it. Oh, so we went and found out that they were talk, talked about that meeting, like what people were going to be there. And then I'll talk about the rally we did there. Yeah. So this was I was talking about 30 by 30. CNRA organized a 30 by 30 kickoff, right? This was an event to celebrate the start of this. You know, they were going to have presentations. They were going to have all the different wildlife uh, agencies there. They had um, they had speakers from different tribes that they had worked with. They had speakers from different agencies. And it was supposed to be like their big, you know, pat themselves on the back celebration for doing this and getting started on it. And we've been saying to them, right, like, why isn't Jackson one of these places? Why isn't it a priority? And they were brushing us off. And so you organized that uh, that rally, 
And well, not me, not me. Megan and Andy and uh, a lot of big crew did. We had a lot of people there. That one wasn't me. I said, yeah. "Hey, you guys, you got to show that you could get a rally over there without me." You know, because I we don't know if I want to be in that meeting or outside that meeting. Yeah. Right. So they organized it. They got a good showing. So those pictures you see on Pomoland back or Save Jacks dot Save what is it Save Jackson? How does it yeah. go, Matt? SaveJackson.org. SaveJackson.org. That's the that website's well up heat. That's a good one. I got to get better on my Pomoland back one. But so we had a rally over there, and uh, so one of the people from that meeting came out and said, "Where's all the Indians?" And I said, "Mom, they said they want to know where the Indians are." And we started getting in a little circle because I started hitting my drum just to have some fun, get everybody excited. And uh, my mom said, "Where are the Indians? Let's take them in there." And my mom went in, and I was like, "Oh my god, what are you doing, woman? You know, we talked about this lady." And she starts going in. I was like, "Oh, dude, you're gonna go in by yourself. See, that's the thing." You got to have that person. I don't care. They'll go by themselves. And you have to have those three warriors, you know, like those are like, like Anna Marie, Naomi, Daph, you know, those ones that, hell yeah. Cause they know you need at least five people. Cause you don't want to leave your buddy there standing by themselves, you know? And they went, dude. And as soon as you know, we've seen everybody in there. Our whole crew is in there and they took over. They didn't take it over. They did it in a good way. They just got in a circle and sang. Dude. Okay. Go ahead. That yeah, was great. So I, I was inside when that happened. I was inside talking to someone. Yeah, you were inside. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what is all this loud banging and, and singing? <laughs> uh, and I, I had, had the like, loudest oh. drum, bro. I had the loudest drum. And I could hit that drum harder than anybody, too. Yeah, the oh. look on folks' faces. So there was the the people who are like environmentalists who work for a nonprofit, they're all, they're all psyched. They're all like, yes, like, I love this. And then there's the look on the people who look for, work for the state and they just like, they're like, you know, the color drains out of their face. Like their eyes go. Oh, wait, I left Polly G out. Polly G's <laughs> an OG too. I can't be leaving my crew out. Go ahead. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the good thing about the, our state is that like they get embarrassed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They, you they, don't want, they don't want people protesting them. They, they know that they should be doing better, right? And so that gives that's us... That's the difference. Message. Dude, that's the difference. I remember my mom doing these protests 20 years ago, and the people on the other side were pissed, and they didn't care. They hated you. And now when I'm there, they're like, oh, my God, they're calling out what we're doing. They're embarrassed. Yeah. I'm like, well, then we'll shame you. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to publicly shame these people, these guys. Publicly shame them. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, and I mean, like if they if they start working with us, right, and they they turn a corner, like we'll be the first ones, I think, to be like, thank you, like right, right, like we're, we're the we're, workers we want to work with you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll write it for you. Anything. We'll, we we would love let us write the force management, but we should start doing that. Let's start doing that as a group. We have a great community. Let's start writing our force management plan. I know I know we always have groups working on it, but let's 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 go forward with that and say, here you go. Tell us why this force management plan is bad. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. You're in the meeting. You hear the Indians outdoor. You hear my drum outdoor. Go ahead. What are the people? What is there on their faces? You know, the people that are there attending the, the award ceremony they thought they were attending. Yeah. I mean, it was a mixture, right? I, it was the folks who are, who are real and are like, they were like, from nonprofits or there were, there were other tribes there, like the Yurok tribe had delegation there. They were, they were, you know, I, I don't want to speak for anyone, but they seemed like enthused, right? Like they seemed like, like, yeah, like protest is good. Like people should have their voices heard. Right. And then there's the people from the state, 
uh, who are just like, oh no, like what is happening? This is so not okay. This looks bad. Are there cameras there? Right. That was a whole other thing. Was we, you had your your film crew there documenting you, and some people inside thought that was like the right, new. right. <laughs> no, no, no. To, remember, we always need to have a couple film crews for reels. Then, yeah. Every time we go anywhere, okay, good. Keep going. This is great. I'm outdoors, <laughs> you guys. I'm hitting this drum. This is, I was I was fired up too, bro. But go ahead. Yeah, well, then you guys came indoors, right? And that was what really, like, like the whole lobby of CNRA was filled up with folks, uh, you know, dancing and chanting and and kind of moving in a circle around. There's good video of it online. Um, and, you know, I think where I was sitting, that was, like, all you could hear, right? Like, no one could have a conversation, right? Um, I think farther in, maybe, like, people were still like, oh, what's that outside? I, oh, okay, shut the door or whatever. Um, I think you, you made a you made a big statement, and you made sure that no one could ignore you uh, or forget that you were there. And you know, like, oh man, it, it wasn't me. It was my mom and Polly and the group, man, Andy and Megan, dude. They cake, man. They came through because I because you don't want me going in there. Yeah, so I stood outside because I want them to know I'm always willing to sit at your table. You didn't want it. You didn't want me inside your meeting. So I stood outside. What do you, just because you don't want me at your meeting means I don't go? See, that's where they don't understand. Like, I'm a grown man, you know? I've, I've already seen what the state does to, to, uh, Native Americans, to Coyote Valley. I mean, just 1950, you know, seven. I mean, it's not that long ago, Lake Mendocino, you know? I've seen how they've done it by laws. I see what they do. And I remember my mom going, well, I don't care what they do. It's still wrong. And so she would just be out there, you know, she's like the one with the shoulders and just, let's bring it on. So for me, I've already seen how it works. But now we have people there that are going, oh, man, but I'm at home telling my friends how good we are, how good we are. But I think, Matt, more of it is we're kind of forcing them to read. Wouldn't you think so? Yeah, I think we're forcing them to to prepare themselves at least i think we're forcing them to look at a part of the state government that none of them had really thought about in a long time yeah like i you know it, it's a big deal in mendocino right but like in the state like timber yeah forest practice rules and act and is not anyone's priority you know like they're all talking about like teslas and that sort of thing now um, right what gets their attention is is carbon sequestration and the redwoods now they can't say it yeah. Can't say it and mean it now if you're cutting them, huh? God damn it. I bet you the governor and Crowfoot, I didn't even know we were cutting those. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, uh, even Wood and Mc, McGuire at first, remember, all those guys were like, uh, but uh, um, I'm opposed to cutting large trees. Yeah, and all the community got excited. He's opposed to cutting large trees. <laughs> oh, man. That's, it's all a joke. It really is. Okay, go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Well, okay, so this is good. You're, you're making me circle back around to it. So remember you did yeah. the four, they promised not to cut trees over 48 inches, and then you said, well, that's already in the plan, right? Yeah, that's already in the that's forest management plan. In the that plan, shows I didn't read. That shows yeah. I didn't even read it. Well, so in the plan right now, it says they should not cut it, trees over 48 uh, inches. Versus right? shall. Versus shall. Exactly. It gives, them, <laughs> it gives Cal Fire, and it gives the foresters a Cal Fire who, you know, their mindset is about, like, board feet of timber right it's not about right. the, the ecology of it it gives them an out it gives them too much leeway right 
And so something I've been thinking a lot about is how do we give them, you know, this is like a dumb, uh, dumb idea, but you know, when you go bowling and you're no, no, bowling and you need, you need those bumpers on the side. So you don't go over. Right. Like we need to give Cal Fire those bumpers, right? We need right. to give them like really strict guidelines that they have to stay within and, you know, enough, enough leeway, you know, cause we're not on the ground when we write these rules, like we want to make sure that they can plan ahead, but we don't want them going over the side, right? We don't want them cutting trees over 48 inches just cause they think they should. Right. Um, and so that's, that's the next step, I think. And it's partly legislation. It's partly the new management plan. It's writing the rules so that even someone who thinks that cutting trees down is okay can't do it, right? Right. You, you want to give them the, those strict rules, and I think that that's how you say that this land is in thirty by thirty, right? Because in order to count, it has to count as conserved. You can't just you can't just call it conserved and then keep doing exactly what they've been doing, right? Right. We got to give them new rules that make sure that they're protecting the land, and you know they can do a little bit of like restoration a little bit of thinning if they need to we're not opposed to like work right we're gonna no we want here here's the thing this is goes back to the budget we really need to get an expert budget on our hey next maybe next meeting we'll have an expert on budget so you can understand what we're talking the community can understand because i mean it really does dude is our forest is to fund the host all the state parks our forest funds the state parks is what i see so far so you have because I was sitting at the table with all these people with these stars, five star, four star, three star, two star, one star, zero star, four star. And that was Conway, four star. He wasn't even up there. And he's managing the largest state forest, you know. But <clears throat> those guys, I don't even know. I kind of got lost there. Okay, go ahead, Matt. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, I, I, I think it, it. so they get money out of the forest, but they don't get that much. It's like a couple million dollars. Hey, then why then? What the hell? Why are they doing it then? I, I genuinely think it's a thing. It's like, it's like they I told were you, dude. It's just an old rusty dude calling shots, man. Well, and because these people didn't read or something, they see the world in that like nineteen, you know, forty-seven mindset of like timber is a timber is a good cutting trees down is good, like, right? Not we're not even money. saying private lands. So like like people say, well, how are you going to build a home? You know, and I, and I'm just like, bro, this is your state park. This is just a state park. We're it's, not even saying the land that somebody bought. Redwood, right? It's, I know. I get it. I get it's it. A, it's, a, it's a, you know, it's right, for like say fancy that. Yeah. fences and fancy decks and stuff, right? Hey, like, I always hear saying it's going to Japan or China. <laughs> Is there any truth to that? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's an international uh, market for all this stuff. Right? In my mind, how, dude, many, how many folks that live in Mendocino are, are buying from their own forests, right? Like, right. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know. We need yeah. to get somebody on here to start exposing them on these numbers too, man. Because this is real. I want to try to figure out how to, Alicia, use this radio spot for this, and just focus on this until we're, till, and we'll just keep going at it, going at it, until we stop them. That's all we could do. But well, here's where I'm at. If you're a local, why do they think it's not their issue? You know what I mean? Like, if I'm a resident in Ukiah, what makes me think that that's a political issue? I'm like, bro, they're cut. They're cutting down all the resources you have so they could pay for jobs in Sacramento. Not even your friends, you know. Not even locals, bro. It's a few people. 
Like, that's what it pays for. All this admin, this bureaucracy. It's not a Republican or a Democratic issue. I just never understood why. And, and then I see all the destruction after they log those. And it looks like a fire hazard because now it looks like kindling out there. It's all big, big old dry branches and stuff that they left behind because they're not required. Dude, did you know they're not required to restore the area that they just damaged from logging those trees? That's a different bid. Yeah. Oh, my God. How in the hell can you go in and destruct something and say, but I don't have to clean it up? That's wild, dude. Yeah. <sighs> no, I mean, it's not just the kindling on the ground, right? Like, you open up the canopy, and the sun starts hitting the ground, and it dries Right. You, you That's exactly. Wind can rush through there, right? And so if you have a fire, it, it, it spreads a lot quicker. When we were standing in a spot, there's this area we were, we go when we do our uh, gatherings, where we show where it's clear cut and on just uh, 50 yards over, it's nice and cool. You have a sweatshirt and then you go where the clear cut is where their test was for 2017. The great test he talks about, you go over there. It's, it's, you can't even walk through it without the risk of breaking your leg and it's hot. You're taking your sweatshirt off and I'm going, you can't tell me this is good for their, for this forest. I don't care what you're testing, but tell them when I first started learning that whatever, whatever the words on the document, those words you say on that document, they don't match my eyes. They don't match my eyes or my feeling, but they don't get outdoors again. They don't get over there and verify. We're screwed, to be honest, man. I've been coming I'm to hopeful. that conclusion. I'm, I'm hopeful. You know, you I'm are. Hopeful. What makes you hopeful? Hopeful. I know we're right. I, I know we're right. I know it speaks for itself. I know that, you know, McGuire and Wood. Have, have disappointed us, but I know there are other legislators in the state that are interested. Um, I know that we've got a community that is in it for the long haul and is committed uh, and, you know, resilient. And, you know, I think, I think this fight is going to be it's not over, but it's, it's, Hey, it's, and we did make it to the rain, dude. Mm -hmm. Remember this was a goal. You guys We're making it to the rain. You know, because there's different rules they have to abide by. And then since we're out there with cameras and stuff, they're scared to break them. You know, they usually break them just so you know. But now people are watching them, you know. Yeah. So we made it through the rain, dude. I think we get through this, at least with the other THPs. They already tore up, took all the big trees out of Red Tail. Good work, Ikaya. Good work, Mendocino County. Good job. God dang it. I don't believe it. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why these people, why, why we are okay with people from Sacramento taking all of our natural resources for nothing in return. It blows my mind. And then we act like it's a political issue. Oh my God. How is that political? Bro, we're all on the same team here. Do you want, should we let them take our trees and damage our waterways? No, no. I thought everybody wanted better water. You know, if you don't care about fish, well, you still need water. Huh. All right. You know, County, wake up. Well, Michael, we are at the end of the hour, so I want to invite you to wrap up, and um, and then we're going to special coverage of the January 6th committee meeting that's happening in Washington, starting in about two minutes. I'm done. Do you have anything to say, Matt? No. Thanks for listening. Um, please go to pomolandback.com and savejackson.org where you can find out more about how to help, uh, how to pitch in if you're interested in helping. Um, and yeah, we're not going anywhere. So no, no. participation, yeah. you want to help you participate, you show up. That's the work. 
you show up, bring your kids. It's fun. We have a good time out there. All right. I think that's a good, good note to end on. All right. This has been Pomo Perspective with Chairman Michael Hunter and guest Matt Simmons of the Environmental Protection Information Center. And you'll be back in a month. Uh, first show of 2023 will be the third Monday of January, starting at 9 o'clock. Thank you both. Thank you. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.